Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk about what to do if you're at Walt Disney World, but you don't feel like going to one of the theme parks. Find old episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you love to listen to podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you subscribed and left us a review. Connect with us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered on Twitter at WDWDeciphered, or email us at DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And we are back, and we are here today to talk to you about what you can or what maybe what you should do at Disney World without a park ticket. So... As Leslie has said many times, she recommends being at Disney for a week or longer. You know, she's coming from the West Coast, obviously. You know, it's more feasible for her to stay for a longer time. Even though I take short trips, I often have non-park days. Uh, In fact, you know, I'm going to spend a couple days in August at Disney and my wife won't let me buy tickets at all. So we won't be going to the parks at all. So, you know, it's good to know that the Walt Disney World campus is so huge. There's so much stuff to do. I mean, you could spend months there without park tickets and not run out of things to do. So we want to talk today about what you can do at Disney World without a park ticket. Leslie, when's the last time you kind of spent a day in Orlando without a park ticket? And do you happen to remember what you did? It's actually been a really long time since I've done a day in Orlando without a park ticket. I am going to be doing one next week, but uh, (laughs) I'll I'll certainly have more to report. But I, I do a lot of things that are outside of the park. So I've experienced a lot of these things, even if I haven't necessarily done them in a full day. You know, we like to go to Disney Springs. We talked about in the Disney Springs episode. Um, that was, what is that? Episode 14. We like to spend our non-park days at Disney Springs. Or, you know, if you're at a nice hotel, it doesn't even have to be a nice hotel. Like really any of the Disney hotels, you can go hotel hopping. Um, there's lots of stuff to do. So for our non-park ticket days coming up uh, in August, we plan to just eat and, you know, ride the monorail until my son gets sick of it, which pretty much means we'll be riding the monorail for 10 hours. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Three-year-old boys, you know. Three-year-old boys in transportation. It's entertainment to itself. Oh, you're right. We'll ride the monorail, then take the boat over and then ride the monorail again. So, you know, it'll be a never-ending loop. <laughs> 
I'm not going to comment on that. The loop of death. I don't know. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the monorail, uh, we don't have to, you know, kick it at the monorail window. Uh, so I don't know if you saw that. Oh story. yeah. Yeah, I did. That's yeah. I'm wishing that that doesn't befall you as well. So yeah. 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 Transportation is, is a good type of, of non-park entertainment. I mean, myself personally, I, I find most of the non-park entertainment to be at the hotels themselves. There's so much going on at the hotels and, and you really can spend a day or two or more just doing what is at your hotel or at the other hotels. Obviously the pool, we both have young kids and I usually schedule the midday break. We're not napping anymore, but my kids do need some downtime. So the pools are huge for us. A lot of hotels have character dining. I find that it's a really great value to do on a non-park day because you can get your character interactions. And then when you are in the parks, really be focused on hitting the rides and not wasting time standing in long lines for characters. So I, I find that kind of kills two birds with one stone. Any, anything you like to do at the hotels? Yeah. I've always seen like lots of stuff to do. Like you can rent, um, you can rent those funny, like four person bikes that look like carriages at Port Orleans, or you can rent bikes at Fort Wilderness and stuff like that. I don't know why. Like, I'm just like a little bit too obsessed with the parks. I go in like too much. And then whenever I do have time at the hotel, you know, I end up spending at the pool, but you know, I feel like there's like a lot of stuff that I'm missing. You know, my kids are younger, but like, have you ever went, like I noticed that like almost all the hotels have kind of late night, not late night, but like outdoor movies that they show. Have you ever gone to one of those? Yeah, I've seen them play, but I've never gone to the one of them myself. But yeah, there, there's a lot going on at the hotels. We actually finally, my husband and I just did a lot of research for our trip coming up. Uh, as to what's being offered at Fort, at Fort Wilderness, we're actually going to be having uh, a dinner show at the Hoop to Do Review, and so we were like, "What's what else is there to do?" And we're thinking about, um, you know, there's a horse horse carriage ride, there's archery, there's horseback riding. So there's there's a lot going on in a lot of the hotels, but you kind of have to look. Maybe if it's not your hotel, you might not even know it was there. I had no clue all of that was there at Fort Wilderness, but we're going to be trying a little bit of that and maybe doing one of those weird bike rides at, I think they're all the Surrey at, at, Fort, at Port Orleans French Quarter, French Quarter. Cause we're staying, we're staying there. Yeah. And I will say uh, one thing about the pools is <laughs> during the afternoons, like if you don't, if you don't like being loud, if you don't like it being loud at the pools, go to the quiet pools in the afternoons because for lack of a better word, like Disney at a lot of their pools brings in, basically hype men and women. Um, and they're basically throwing a party at the pool and be like, yeah, who wants to do this? Who wants to do that? Um, the kids love it, but it's really loud with like loud music. So if you're just trying to chill by the pool and you might want to like all the hotels have quiet pools and you might want to go check out one of those. Serenity now, Joe. Serenity now. Serenity now. Yes. <laughs> all right. So that's what you can do at the hotels. Um, we talked about Disney Springs. Is there anything else that we forgot about Disney Springs that you want to add, or should we just refer people to episode 14? Refer to episode 14, I think. That's right. Go check it out. What else you got? Um, the boardwalk, the area, you know, I kind of think of the boardwalk as the whole entire walkway between Hollywood Studios and Epcot. I know that it's really more just kind of specifically that center area, but, you know, what do you like to do in and around the boardwalk? I think of the boardwalk as a little bit more of an adults night out kind of location. Um, I've gone out to dinner with friends there. There's some like, like a piano bar and there's just sort of some, a little bit of nightlife. Um, that's when I like to go to the boardwalk 
So that's that's a great place if you're doing an adults-only trip, or maybe if you have teens who are able to stay out later. That's that's my recommendation. But there are a lot of great restaurants there and sort of dining experiences, I would say. Also, you know, I think it's a nice place to walk at night because you're on the water and the lights are like really beautiful. You can also walk through the Yacht and Beach Club. You will not be able to get into Stormalong Bay unless you're staying there. Um, but it's just kind of nice to walk through those properties. Um, they're very, you know, very well put together and very um, well themed, you know, for lack of a better term. Agreed. There's, there's just a lot to do all within walking distance in that section of the resort. So uh, the ne- next up, Joe, something I'm not sure whether you've ever partaken in. There, there are a lot of golf courses at Disney. I am not a, a golfer at all, so I've never done any of them. Um, have you ever checked those out? Uh, no, I would say my handicap is, you know, however long it would take me to putt 400 yards per hole on regular golf. So I do not do regular golf. I will say that I have done mini golf at Walt Disney World, but it was uh, back when I was like five or six or maybe younger. And the only thing I remember about that experience is that my grandfather unfairly accused me of cheating wildly during that game. Um, and he said that I only beat unfairly? him. Unfairly? Uh, unfairly? You know, I don't, I don't know. I was five years old, right? I can't remember. So, But apparently I was uh, doing the Phil Mickelson and I was, just kept hitting the ball before it stopped rolling. Uh, until I got it in. So I was playing more hockey than mini golf. Um, But, you know, it is a lovely memory I have of my grandfather. No, no, of course you were five. So yeah, I I think that's a good alternative for a lot of ages. The mini golf courses at Disney World um, just don't, don't cheat like Joe does. Yeah. It did teach me a life lesson that a child is never too young to be called out on their BS. So I've, it is, it is a lesson that I've taken with me. As I become a parent myself, we, we drop parenting words of wisdom here on Disney Deciphered as well as Disney Tips, don't we? That's right. That's right. So don't let your kids cheat at mini golf. Make sure they're playing it the proper way. Yeah. So another thing people like to do is go to the different water parks. There's Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. And you can refer back to our last episode, episode 21, where we talked about Blizzard Beach. Um, and so, you know, that's something that people like to do. And you can add on to a park hopper ticket pretty ex- inexpensively with the um, with the park hopper plus option. Basically, you get we talked about this a little bit in our ticket types episode many moons ago, but you you can get, you know, you get a park hopper ticket uh, with this with this add-on option and, you know, say you get a 4-day. Well, it also gives you four more days of these extra activities or four more uses of these extra activities. So you could conceivably go to each of the four theme parks with your four day ticket, one, one a day. And then you could do two days at Blizzard beach and two days at Typhoon Lagoon. You can do really extend your vacation these this way. And um, it's not a ton more money. So there's, there's a lot of opportunity here for people who are coming for a week or more to not pay a ton more, but get a lot more vacation time out of it. Yeah, and those are also the same allotments that you use for mini golf. So, you know, you get four allotments. Like you said, Leslie, you could do two Blizzard Beach, two Typhoon Lagoon. You do two Blizzard Beach, one Typhoon Lagoon, one mini golf. You could do two of the mini golfs and one each of the water parks. So, you know, they kind of, it's like the same allotment for whether you do one of the water parks for a full day or do mini golf for two hours. 
Exactly. Yeah, you can combine yeah some of them on onto to one day if you prefer. You can do Blizzard Beach in the morning, mini golf in the afternoon, that kind of thing. But yeah, the sky the sky's the limit with that option, and I'm going to be taking advantage of it myself on my upcoming trip. We're going to be doing a morning at Blizzard Beach on a non park day, and hopefully, it's been a long time since I've been to a Disney water park. It's been since I was a kid. You know, and then obviously you're not only limited to staying inside the Disney bubble, inside Disney property, what are some things to do in the Orlando area? Well, there are tons of things to do in the Orlando area. Um, what are some things that you might recommend people if they're you know trying to get outside of the Disney bubble a little bit? Yeah, I'm truly terrible about leaving the Disney bubble. Um, maybe because I just, I'm such a Disney fan and I, I feel like when I've gone to spend that much money, I'm just going to soak it all in while I can. But there, there really is a lot to do in Central Florida. And uh, if you're going for a longer vacation or want to do other kinds of travel, definitely worth worth a try. Of course, there's the Kennedy Space Center, the Orlando the Orlando Eye, giant Ferris wheel. Those are kind of popping up all over in major cities in the last decade or so. There's, I actually would really recommend Universal City Walk. It is Universal's answer to Disney Springs or what used to be downtown Disney. There are a lot of entertainment venues, restaurants, and you don't have to buy a park ticket for Universal to enter Universal City Walk. So that's that's something I would recommend if you want to just sort of get a taste of a different theme park and cheat on Disney. But, uh, y- you know, you heard it here. I did recommend another theme park. Yeah, and of course, if you want to go all the way and make Disney files really mad, you can even buy a ticket to Universal Orlando or Islands of Adventure if you uh, really want to offend people. I've been guilty of that, Joe, I have to say. Yep. I mean, as your kids get older, you know, they're going to care about Harry Potter. So it's there. It definitely is there. But if you don't want to spend the money for another theme park ticket, definitely uh, Universal City Walk is fully formed and a reasonable competitor to Disney Springs in my mind. Yep. And there's other stuff like Gatorland and Legoland. You know, there's just a lot out there. And I'm sure there's tons of brochures that you can find uh, in your hotel. Like you, Leslie, I'm generally try to stay inside the Disney bubble. Although, um, yeah, in the aforementioned August trip, we do plan to go to Kennedy Space Center because my daughter's really into outer space right now. And so we thought it'd be a good time for her um, to just, you know, check that out and see what that's all about. Yeah. I can't wait to hear about that. My, my kids are looking for some things that aren't always Disney on some of our vacations. So we may be expanding our horizons a little bit in the future too. Obviously we need to be doing better jobs being Disney brainwashing parents, Leslie. Um, we're just going to need to try harder about that. We, we try, Joe. We try. But, you know, the kids are getting old enough that sometimes we can just leave them behind and go ourselves if they're going to not be along for the ride. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, any final kind of non-ticket day ideas for people at Walt Disney World? Uh, one more thing I should mention that we didn't talk about for the hotels when we talked about hotel amenities. Um, several of the value resorts have arcades. So that's really kind of fun. My nine-year-old is really into... To, Arcade games, she doesn't really play video games at home, but when she has a chance to sort of do the full experience, she loves that. So that's something to, to be on the lookout for. Um, obviously, just watch the budget there because it can negate the value of a value resort pretty quickly. All right. Good tip. So I think it is uh, your turn to give us one of your Disney do's or Disney don'ts. So what do you got for us today, Leslie? 
Yes. So my Disney don't for today is just don't over plan your Disney vacations. I mean, I, easier said than done for me, the master planner, but you really don't have to squeeze something in to every second of the day. You don't have to be at a park for every minute riding a ride from rope drop to park close. So plan, you know, make time for things like uh, things to do outside the parks like we've talked about here today and, and give yourself the flexibility to really have a vacation and um, some time off because you can you can really come back from Disney and feel like you need a vacation from your vacation if you do it wrong. All right. So uh, that about does it for non-ticket days at Disney World. If you have any other ideas, you can drop us a line, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook at Disney Deciphered or on Twitter at WDW Deciphered. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you are enjoying the show, please share it with somebody else and you know they can connect with us. Subscribe at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all those lovely places and you know leave us a review. Thanks so much and I'll see you next time, Leslie. Thanks, Jeff.